0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to CREATE, stories of students creating their future through hard work, determination, and personalized curriculum design here at the University of Montana College of Business. In our very first episode, we sit down with Masters of Accounting alum, Alexa Rouser, who is currently the CPA Licensure Specialist at the University of Montana. And you might be thinking, a podcast about the CPA? Uh, pass. Well, It's a lot more than that. We dive into the different careers accountants pursue. We talk about the world opening up to anyone with an accounting degree. And of course, we chat the University of Montana College of Business and how it stands out in the world of CPA review and preparation. Enjoy this episode. Hello everyone, we are very excited to be here today with Alexa Rouser, the CPA licensure specialist here at the University of Montana College of Business. A new position, a new resource for students Alexa, welcome, and uh, how are you today?
1: Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, doing super well. It's
0: Friday, so it's always a good thing. It's Friday. You might be listening to this on a Tuesday, yeah. but it's Friday here. It's the Friday s- here. The sun is kind of shining outside. Yeah.
1: So. Um,
0: we're, we're really excited to have you. I know that the, the whole team at the College of Business was saying, hey, you need to talk with Alexa. She's She's got some really cool stuff that she's bringing to the table for our students. Um, for those who aren't familiar with what a CPA licensure specialist is, Uh, can you help educate us?
1: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, like you said, it's a new position that they've done at the College of Business for the Masters of Accountancy program. And so basically what I do, I'm like a one-stop shop for CPA exam and licensure questions. Uh, So if it's questions related to, do I have enough credits in accounting? Or do I have enough credits in business? What is the application process like? Uh, So any questions related to that and then I help shepherd the class through the actual CPA review itself. So from starting the application process all the way through applying for the exam and sitting for the exam and kind of helping guide all the students through it from start to finish so they know who to go to with questions or if they have any concerns about the process itself.
0: So this can be undergraduates, graduates, do you also work with community members?
1: Um, Not yet, but I'm sure if someone had a question, I mean, go ahead and ask me any question you have.
0: I know like the Launchpad, the Blackstone Launchpad at the university, they'll, if you've got a business idea and you're a student, go on in. There's this amazing resource, but also I think they they meet with community members if they have business ideas. So I was just curious there. So CPA, an intimidating exam. So when a student approaches you and says, you know, I'm, I'm new at this. This is I want to become a CPA. I want to go into the field of accounting. Is the CPA? This is a require. Do you tell them the CPA is something that you absolutely must have, or help a help an undergraduate in accounting that it's it's a must have? Is that how you would describe it? I mean,
1: you don't necessarily have to have a CPA to be an accountant, but it is like the golden ticket to really expand your the possibility of where your career path can go. Um, If you're not a CPA, you can kind of get pigeonholed and stuck into a certain area, right? And kind of limit your trajectory and your growth, your career growth. Mm -hmm. Whereas a CPA is kind of like you're proving like I have the, you know, work ethic and I can get this done. And then it's kind of like opens up more doors and more possibilities. And so oftentimes, um, like in public accounting, right? If you're going into like some sort of like audit or tax, public accounting, client service more, Focused role, Mm -hmm. the CPA is required to be promoted at a certain level. Where an industry, when you're looking for industry jobs, oftentimes you probably will scale out if you don't have
0: a CPA. Got it. So, Um, can you talk to us a little bit about your career trajectory? Sure. How you started? Did you go to the University of Montana? I know we talked beforehand, so I know. But for our listeners, what? uh, Yeah, give us a little bit of background.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I was born and raised in Montana. Uh, third generation Grizz. So I came to the U. Um, I, both my grandpas went here and my parents as well. Um, so went to the U, uh, started in accounting, you know, thought about it here and there and then decided to stick with accounting. Um, and then I knew at that point I wanted to get my Mac and become a CPA for sure. Um, I just knew it was the best path for me. And it's just, easier to get it done right outside of school the mm-hmm. people who you know wait it's a lot more difficult to become a CPA really? because you're out of study mode right when you're a student yeah. you know how to study You're that's like your go-to you know how to do it yeah. versus if you get into industry and work for a while it's really hard to refocus and get back into study mode yeah it is a that muscle sense. that you kind yes, of have to flex exactly. and, okay the textbook
0: here we go yeah here's no. exactly
1: yeah Um, so it'd
0: be a little simpler as well. Yes. When you're right outside of school. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, did the undergrad here in the Mac program. So graduated from the Mac in 2015. And then I started my career at PricewaterhouseCoopers in Portland. So I lived in Portland for about two and a half years, transferred to the Salt Lake office, still worked with PWC for a while. And then I made the jump to industry about two and a half years ago. And so now I work at a FinTech down in Utah, um, part-time, and then now teach
0: and serve as the CPA licensure specialist part-time. Very cool. Yeah. So you've gotten to live in a couple different places, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing these jobs, pretty high demand. Yes. And you mentioned public accounting. Mm-hmm. I know that up until a few years ago, I had no idea what that meant when someone would say, I'm in public accounting. I, you know, I, I didn't go through the accounting program, mm-hmm. but what for those who might be listening saying, oh yeah, what the heck is public accounting? What does that mean?
1: So basically you're a service provider, right? So you don't have like, you don't work for just like one company. You work for a client service provider where you service multiple clients. So these are the people who are going to do, um, audits of SEC registrants, right? Maybe smaller governmental audits. Um, you could also be in tax or some sort of like data assurance type role. And so you don't focus just on one company, you focus across the board.
0: Got it. And then when you say I made the switch to industry, you're managing the accounting for one company.
1: Yes. One company. Yeah. So focus on one company, those books versus managing multiple clientele. Cool. So basically a client service versus non-client service approach.
0: Yep. Yeah. So talk about the company you currently work for, if you can. Yeah. Um, what What do you, what, What's going on in Salt Lake and how did you get connected with that company? And uh, yeah. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, Utah right now is they call it Silicon Slopes, right? So yes, yeah. yeah. So it's like a hub for tech companies, and so I actually was an external auditor for this company, and then came on board eventually after like independence was cleared and everything. Mm -hmm. So we're a fintech, and we power the open finance economy. So we focus on making sure people have access to their data, and that they you know can use the data. In whatever way they want whether it's budgeting um, verifying who someone is um, so we basically power the economy so everyone has like this open finance platform so they can actually have access and get the
0: data that they need super cool you mentioned when we were talking a little bit of helps you budget it might help a software connect uh, like when you're paying through Venmo and you have to connect a bank account it might help power the technology behind that. Yep, yeah. Yeah. So it's like
1: the verification, right? Your identity verification, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a mobile platform as well. We do host some mobile banks um, where, you know, your people are transacting money and you log into your app and we host the app there. Yeah. Um, hopefully the marketed team doesn't kill me for how I've described what MX <laughs> yeah. does. But
0: So how does the finance team, how's the finance team structured then? Like what, what does your team look like?
1: yeah so our team uh, we've grown a lot in the past two years just because the business is growing we've, since we've gone through our series c um we've grown a lot and increased our headcount a lot and so we kind of are broken out into like kind of two functions right where you have your like quote to cash so manage order management life cycle and then your procure to pay side of things where you know paying expenses payroll expense type side mm-hmm. of things um so that's kind of how we're broken out and so my focus now is on the revenue side so the kind of like order to cash process overseeing that um, revenue revenue recognition and billing and collections.
0: That's really cool. And so do you call yourselves a startup or are you at a headcount now where you're like, eh, we're not really a startup? I don't
1: think you can call, qualify us as a startup. We try to keep like our same mentality, you know, sure. of like a startup, but we're over like 700 employees now. Oh, wow. so. Okay. Yeah. So have been around for about 10 years. MX. MX it's, Technologies. Someone yeah. So just searches. Not MX, A-M-X, MX. Not MX,
0: folks. <laughs> MX. So if someone searches MX, they'll they can find. Yep. Cool. Um and are you hiring for anybody listening that's like graduating? or like, oh, you'd say look for jobs at MX?
1: Yeah, look for jobs at MX. We have open cool. postings. Careers.mx.com, cool. I believe it might be. There but you see yeah. now
0: the marketing team's mad, but the HR team is happy. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Um, So talk about your experience in the master's program here at the University of Montana, the master's of accountancy program here.
1: Yeah. Um, So like I said, I went through it. So 2014 to 2015. So, I mean, it's intense, right? It's a lot of work, but it's going to prepare you so well for the CPA exam. Um, I would say as a graduate of the UM UM-MAC program, when I got out into public accounting, we were just as well prepared as anyone who'd gone to a big school right we were at the same level we knew the same amount of stuff probably even more honestly at sometimes um way done with our cpa exam where a lot of schools a lot of students weren't done with their cpa exam and so that's a big benefit of the um mac right is the cpa exams built in and you have this cohort you go through the exam with so you're not on your own kind of like trying to get through it and you know in the I mean the pit, right? Like in the weeds, it's difficult, right? But when you have this group that comes with you and around you and you're all going through it together, you kind of, you can relate to it with each other and kind of build upon each other and, you know, bounce ideas off, you know, Mm -hmm. say like, Hey, I'm really struggling with this. You know, can you help me? Or, Hey, what's working for you? Like, how do you, how are you successful in trying to like see how other people are successful can also help kind of uplift everyone because you yeah. might learn different things based off how people study, um, what worked for them, what didn't work for them.
0: Yeah. That's a really good point. Like the, the crowd that you keep. And when you graduate, you know, you could do, so some people go and get their CPA without just studying solo. Is that something people do try mm-hmm. to do? Yeah. Yep. Which yeah. is maybe where some of that 50%, uh, success rate comes in. yeah some
1: people go on their own i mean most people are going to buy some sort of cpa review you know, Uh help right packet but it's not you're kind of on your own you're studying by yourself you're setting your own study plan whereas here we kind of like help structure it saying you know over these weeks these are the chapters you should try to get through this is when you should take your exam and then just help with the full like application end-to-end process to make sure everyone is set up for success
0: and what a great resource you provide because as they're studying they don't need to they, if they have questions about, oh, this certification or this part of this application, you help them through all of that. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the most common question that you've experienced in your, because how long have you been in this role?
1: Um, Just since the end of August. Okay, so, so in the last, month. like, 30 yeah, days. Yeah, five weeks, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, technically.
0: How, yeah, what has been a common question? Or if, if you haven't come across one that's been asked yeah. twice yet, that's okay, too. Uh,
1: I would say related to, like, international study. If someone studied abroad mm. or they have credits from an institution that wasn't in the U.S., there can be stricter requirements related to that. And there could be international transcript evaluations that need to happen based off of you know, what transcripts are available? Did they ever come to your U of M transcript or wherever your undergrad might be? Mm-hmm. So that's really where a lot of the questions come, as well as students who didn't do the U of M undergrad. They might have gotten their undergraduate degree from another institution, making sure they have the right number of accounting credits and business credits so they can sit for the exam when expected, so we don't get down the pipeline, and it's like, oh wait, they're missing an accounting oh. credit. You know?
0: That would be like worst case. Yeah, worst case. And so your one of your roles is to help reduce the risk of that happening. Yes, yeah. Yeah. CPA review. Cause I know there's this can get for a student who isn't familiar with the lingo, there's the CPA exam, mm-hmm. then there's the Mac program, then there's CPA review. Talk about CPA review. Yeah. And what's that, what, what that is?
1: So the CPA review is a course that we offer where it, you know, you get credit for the course, you know, credit, no credit, but it, the whole focus is to prepare to sit for whatever part of the exam that you are focused on. So right now the U of M students take um, audit as their first exam. And so right now we're in the CPA review for the audit section of the exam. And so it's the review materials, books, videos, questions, you know, practice questions, practice tests. And so it's basically the review of the material to be ready to sit for the exam. Because, right, so the whole point of the CPA, right, the review is hopefully you've seen the material before, and now you're just refreshing and saying, okay, this is everything I've ever learned about audit. Now I'm gonna review all the material so I know what to focus on for the exam.
0: Can we talk a little bit about eligibility to sit down for the CPA exam versus sort of eligibility to apply to the MAC program? Right,
1: yeah. So there's two kind of paths, right? Some people might come from undergrad and have all the credits they need to be able to sit for the exam, right? Pretty start to finish, getting to the MAC, basically you have the same number of credits available to sit for the exam. But there might be other students who maybe are more like non-traditional Where their undergraduate degree could be in journalism, right? Mm. And so they're applying to the MAC, but they have to do prereqs and pre coursework to actually be eligible to sit for the exam someday.
0: Oh, interesting. So there are
1: students who come in who maybe are doing a career path change. Maybe they worked in, you know, journalism or marketing and were like, whoa, this isn't for me or this isn't yeah. what I expected. And now they want to get an accounting degree and be eligible to sit for the exam. And so they're coming in and getting into the program, but then there's different requirements they have to meet in order to be ready to sit for the CPA review and qualified to sit for the
0: exam. Got it. Yeah. Not just anyone can show up and sit down. Yeah, No. Right, they govern. You wouldn't recommend that. yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: that sounds like torture. That's a Um, that's a
0: tough. If you have a free Saturday and just want to take a CPA exam, yeah, uh, for
1: all the fun it is. Right. Um. Yeah. And so different requirements to get into the MAC versus being eligible to sit for the CPA exam. Um, the CPA exam to sit for it varies state by state. And so I focus on Montana. Like, what makes people eligible to sit in Montana? Um. I can't keep track of all 50 states right. and so we focus on Montana yeah. at the U because that's where people are attending the MAC Got it. Um, and gonna sit for the exam
0: you mentioned career changes hmm so somebody who is in marketing or whatever it might be and saying and this is not me talking I'm let I'm I'm good in marketing but you're a professional in accounting but somebody who's who might be thinking Well, accounting does sound interesting. What are some of the reasons you might say to somebody or recommend somebody goes into accounting?
1: Yeah, I mean, accounting is the language of business. It's going to help you in no matter what field you are. But there's so much you can do with an accounting degree, especially like a Mac degree, right? It opens up so many doors. You don't talk to one person and their career path is probably completely different than another CPA you might talk to. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a huge like area of growth. You can do so much with it. And that's one thing I didn't realize going into accounting is how different your career path can be. And so it's like a really good way to open the door. And then the CPA exam, is just kind of like the cherry on top where you really have opened up like every possible door.
0: Yeah. And different than, oh, I went to school and I've got some credits. So now some doors are open. I feel like once you do, like you said, get that CPA uh, designation. Do you call it designation certification? Certification, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's like a professional certification. CPA certification.
0: Yeah. Um, the world is kind of your oyster because there, people are hiring accountants, mm-hmm. and so if you have a CPA, you you can probably find a job. Yeah. That's is that safe to say?
1: Yeah, and then like there's also a difference too between like passing the exam, right, and actually being a licensed. CPA. So you can sit for the exam and pass the exam. But then there's also experience requirements to actually become a certified public accountant. So just because you pass the exam doesn't mean you're like a licensed CPA as well. So there's kind of two components. There's two hurdles. One, you got to pass the exam. Right. And two, you have to get the experience to prove
0: that you can be a CPA. And that's ongoing probably. Like you can't work for five years and then take 10 years off and go back to working. Or you could do that as a CPA.
1: You could do that if you maintained your continuing professional education. Got so it. just when you when you become a CPA and you become licensed, your learning isn't over. You have to maintain and keep current on your CPA with additional, um, whether they're webcasts, you know, in conference trainings, in person, virtual, whatever it is.
0: Mm-hmm. No wonder the university needed to hire a CPA licensure specialist <laughs> like yourself. This there's a lot of nuance mm-hmm. to it. Um, well, what an amazing resource for students, both current and prospective, and also alumni. I'm sure you'll get folks coming back and asking questions about how do I maintain it or what, what are the experience requirements? So really awesome. Um, and welcome back to, you moved back here. How long have you been in town then? Um, since July. Since July? Yeah. So you were thinking, oh, we beat the smoke. And then September, in like, September September beat yeah. the
1: smoke. Can't complain. Can't but complain. There's it's no crazy. better place than Montana.
0: It's an so. awesome spot. Um, Well, thank you. And for anybody listening who might have questions for you, we'll make sure to put your information in our show notes if they're, you know, if they're able to click on it. If you're driving and listening, don't go to the show notes. Mm -hmm. But if not, uh, how can they, how can they find you? How can they reach out? Uh,
1: Yep. My email is posted on the College of Business website, alexa.rauser at mso.umt.edu. Also available via phone if someone needs to contact me. Um, And if you only can find Don's, you know, stuff, she'll
0: send you on. Yeah. Don Hanrick will put yeah, her Don info in, yeah. the, in the show notes as well. Um, anything else for our listeners that you're feeling like, oh, you should have asked this, but didn't, or do you feel like we, we covered a lot today?
1: Uh, covered a lot today. I just think, I mean, U of M's MAC program is like top of the arts. It's like, I mean, maybe I'm biased, but it's the best one in the state, I think. Um, but it's a really great resource that we have, especially because you do that, get that camaraderie with the CPA exam And I think that's super valuable going into it. Um, You don't want to be on an island by yourself being completely overwhelmed. But, yeah, and another benefit, right, is you can take classes synchronously so you can live wherever and do the CPA review with the MAC program. And so that's another huge, you know, pro. You don't have to be in Missoula.
0: You can live wherever you want and still take classes synchronously. Yeah, that's that's an amazing benefit. Can you talk a little bit about how the CPA exam – changes and evolves and how do you keep up on that
1: yeah for sure so the CPA exam has been um, the same for quite a while now but it's going through an evolution in the next you know year or so so in January 2024 the overall exam structure is going to be different where instead of everyone taking the same four parts everyone will take three core sections of the exam and then the fourth part you will choose out of three different exams which one you want to take and so all the details are still being worked out there's been drafts sent of kind of what this is what the exam is going to look like they're getting comments and so we're continuously monitoring the status of you know what's the proposed cpa exam looking like you know how is it going to be different I'm staying current on webcasts and whatever's coming out regarding it and making sure our curriculum is going to evolve to prep students for the new format of the exam.
0: That's a lot to keep up on.
1: It's a lot to keep up on. Yeah. And things are always changing so I'm watching webcasts whenever they come out of this is the newest iteration of what it's looking like and so we're meeting, um, I mean they have historically as a faculty group met to make sure, you know, hey does our course content cover all these areas, Mm -hmm. you know, where are we short, maybe where are we heavy, do we need to drop something at a class, and so we are monitoring it really closely to make sure our curriculum will prepare students for the CPA exam. Wow. And a lot of that preparation will also come in the Mac program. Some of our Mac classes, right, are gonna add even more exposure to the areas to make sure you have the background. So when it comes to the review, it is truly a review.
0: You're not trying to learn something for the first time. Oh, so it comes down the pipeline from, the CPA exam, and then you say, okay, now we need to iterate on the classes themselves to match.
1: Yeah, that, and then just what the industry is looking for, right? Is right. like data more than ever is super important, right? People have more data, and so like, how do we work through that data and become valuable? What do accountants need to know to have that like analytics mindset to be able to take data, you know, transform it, and communicate to different stakeholders? Mm-hmm. And so, one change the MAC program has done is they in the last few years have added like a data analytics and accounting course to make sure we're meeting that need
0: oh wow really cool really cool is that a course that was that existed when you were taking the mac program because you were there in 2015 mm-hmm. 2016 right Those uh, 2014 2015. 2014 yep. 2015 so talk a little bit about how it has changed since you've left yeah or since and you graduated yeah
1: so that's a perfect example where I did not take a data analytics in accounting course. Mm. It was not a thing. Um, it's just been added in the past few years. And then when I also took the course, we took all four parts of the CPA exam um, within like about three months. So we took two parts in May and two parts in July, where now the MAC program spreads it out a little bit more. So it's not such a sprint. It's a little bit more of a marathon, but you're kind of slowly knocking off tests as yeah. it goes versus, well, it's crunch time. You got to take two... And then two, it's a
0: whirlwind. That was that must have been pretty intense. Mm-hmm. It was intense. Yeah. Um, Alexa, thank you very much.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode with Alexa. If you're interested in the MAC program, application timelines, admission requirements, or just have general questions about the curriculum, give us a call or head to our website, umt.edu business, and we'll put that in the show notes. And if you're interested in talking with Alexa, we'll drop her UM contact info in the show notes as well. Until next time, this has been Create, a podcast by the University of Montana College of Business in collaboration with Pintler Group Digital Marketing.